The wild riots erupting on the streets of Lebanon are being fuelled by an economic catastrophe that's destroying businesses, jobs and people's life savings. Middle East correspondent Adam Harvey takes a walk through a financial meltdown. The front lines of Lebanon's economic crisis are heavy with drama and fury. The financial catastrophe that's driving the anger is slower, quieter and more devastating. Its markers are things that aren't happening. Empty shops, vacant apartments and idle people. In my suburb in inner Beirut, businesses fail every week. This is a posh part of town and it's not so surprising that the early casualties were the Jimmy Choo boutique and the store selling English porcelain dinner sets. With terrible timing, a shop offering handmade chocolates and organic ice cream opened near my home about six months ago. I walk past it three or four times a day and I have never seen a customer inside. I've stopped looking now because it's too depressing to see the owner sitting at the back of the store with absolutely nothing to do but toy with his phone. I saw him yesterday at the protests downtown and asked him how his business was doing. Like everything else in this country, he said. Between wasted stock and rent, he must be losing hundreds of dollars every day. But it's not only the fancy shops that are closing. I walked down Damascus Street to my children's school and stopped more often than was good for me at a place selling the Levant's favourite street snack, Mana Usha. The chef would spread some za'atar spice mix on a piece of raw dough then slide it into a pizza oven. It'd bubble up in about 30 seconds and he'd pull it out and toss on tomatoes, olives, cucumber and mint before rolling it up tight and wrapping it in a sheet of butcher's paper. At about three Australian dollars, it was one of the city's great bargains. But being affordable wasn't enough to save it. Now, if you press your nose against the glass, you can see the hole where the oven's been ripped out of the wall. There's another marker of the economic crisis about 200 metres further down Damascus Street where the footpath is blocked by tons of earth and stone and concrete. It's the debris of the retaining wall of the city's Jewish cemetery, which collapsed weeks before Christmas, and there's still no sign of any effort to shift the rubble off the path or stabilise the remaining parts of the wall. The state has no money for public works or repairs. One concrete grave has already toppled onto the footpath, presumably with bones inside, and another row of graves threatened to come tumbling down. It's strange to look up and see the Star of David and Hebrew script on the grave markers in this nation where visiting Israel is illegal and mentioning it is taboo. The top of Damascus Street at Sodeco Square is a banking hub. A reminder of better times in Beirut. Five branches are clustered around a busy intersection and before 8am a crowd gathers to try to get at the cash in their accounts. They're not exactly queuing this isn't a nation of cures, but there's a kind of impatient order. Everyone's equal here. All their money is locked inside their bank accounts. US dollars and the Lebanese lira used to be used interchangeably. Now the lira's value has plummeted. Everything's much more expensive if you pay in lira and it's becoming impossible to get dollars from the banks. The restrictions lead to some furious scenes inside the branches. New videos of mayhem inside the branches are posted every week. Police officers are now assigned to every bank branch in the country. My own salary is paid into a Lebanese bank account. 
I'm allowed to take out dollars once a week. I walk in and ask the teller for this week's allowed amount. In dollars, she asks, yes, I'll check, she says. She asks the manager. The manager gives me a good hard look. If I'm lucky, I'm allowed to take out $500. Sometimes it's less. Last week, I couldn't take out anything at all. Daily life here is getting much more complicated. This slow, steady economic collapse is causing immense strain. That's what's behind the fury at the protests, the gloom on the city's shopping streets, and the sense of hopelessness in the suburbs, where people with jobs worry about losing them, and those without work wonder how much longer they can feed and clothe their families. There is no safety net here. The state can't fix a broken wall. Repairing a broken economy seems to be far beyond its capacity. This is Adam Harvey in Beirut for Correspondence Report. Adam Harvey there from Beirut.